Welcome to Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Land. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you in the Holy Scriptures. Well, hello, everybody. This is Bob, and I have in the studio with me today Christy and Jason Morse. And we are so excited. Uh, Jason has already been on here once and did his podcast. And tonight we're going to hear what Christy's side is, her life, and what God is doing in, in her life. And so she has to share that. But first we're going to open in prayer. I'm going to introduce them to you. They're not only just attenders and members of our church, but they're also leaders in the church. Uh, Jason is up on our media booth, and Christy is our assistant teacher and for our kids' ministry. So God is blessing us through their lives, and God is doing many things. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just give you the praise and glory. We thank you for this couple that's here today. We thank you for what you're doing through them, God, and for sending them to this church. Lord, we just want to give you the praise and glory for this beautiful day that you've given us, this opportunity to use technology to share your word, to share life together, Father. We all have a story, God, and when you're in it, it's a powerful story. So, Father, we want to give you the praise. We want to give you the glory in your precious and holy name, the name of all names we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Well, hey, Christy. Hey, Jason. And we're going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. We'll start with Christy, and then you can do Jason. Like I said, just a couple weeks ago, maybe last month, uh, Jason was able to share his life story, which was pretty cool. So that's out there, and we'll repost those anytime. And then tonight, Christy, of course. But I just want to tell you how awesome it is to have Christy in here and teaching and uh, you know, anytime a pastor has somebody that has the uh, abilities, I remember I was telling Jason when we first met them, they were our neighbors, and Sandy <laughs> kept saying, because we tried to buy that very house that they bought, and I remember that uh, the realtor never called me back, and we didn't even talk numbers yet, we didn't even take, it wasn't because of our credit, because they didn't even check with us yet, and then we saw that it was sold, and Sandy goes, I hope they're Christians, <laughs> and, uh, yes. and, and sure enough, <laughs> down the road, we met, and then uh, I remember Jason sharing that he knew about uh, technology and sound, and uh, that took like eight years for that prayer to come through. So God says, you know what? You pray, you'll answer that prayer. So how cool is that? And then, of course, Christy with the teaching and, and the gift that she has. So it's, it's really cool. Both of them are in discipleship, and, uh, and they're moving, uh, just moving along in a great, great uh, uh, pace. And God is blessing us and, of course, blessing them. So I'm going to turn it over to Christy and Jason right now, and you guys introduce yourself to what you want uh, for the people who are listening right now. So Christy, go ahead and take it away. Hello, um, as Bob said, I am Christy, and it's a pleasure and privilege to be here, um, and I'm here with my husband, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So, um, it is true, it was, it was kind of a surprise uh, whenever we met uh, Pastor Bob and Sandy. Um, it, it kind of was a funny way to go about it. Uh, whenever we were in the process of moving out of uh, my husband, we were living with his folks for about nine months, and it was time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, even though we love them very much, it's nice to have your own space. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, whenever we met you all, um, I had been praying beforehand. I'm like, Lord, we need to get back into church. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really want to move to Scott City and find a good um, church home and family and uh, really dig into your word um, just because I, I felt like I was on a famine where, yeah. where we hadn't been fed in a while. And um, it just happened to work out where not only did God hook us up with the church, but man, we were living right next door to the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <Can't> yeah. <laughs> Some people yeah. might be worried, but for me, that was kind of a godsend because it's like, cool, we have our own checks and balances next door. <laughs> Amen. And I remember even when we had that bad snow, Jason coming over and helping with the snow, uh, just so many things were happening. And also I want to remind the, the listeners, uh, in this story uh, because you're military and of course yes. I was but uh, we share something uh, another bond uh, in common through our military careers mm -hmm. and for some people that haven't uh, it's a pretty unique bond especially when you've served overseas like you guys have so I want to make sure you mm -hmm. include that in there for the listeners also because some of the people listening listening in right now being that same thing maybe they're on a base that, that maybe they're looking for a church mm -hmm. so it's really good that uh, you share that yeah yes for sure so um, I'll go ahead and get yeah. started then. So um, I, God blessed me very early um, on in life. He knew what I needed before I knew. That's just who God is. Yep. He's just that awesome. <laughs> um, and I was fortunate enough to be in a family where I was raised with it. I saw it all the time. Um, God was talked about all the time, like as a real person. It wasn't just a story. 
Um, but I think what really sold me on God to have a personal relationship with him was um, both my mom and my grandma. So uh, my mom is an RN nurse and she still currently is. Wow. And uh, she's been a nurse for goodness i think like 36 something years oh praise god and uh my dad being a carpenter so they were in and out all the time <laughs> so they were workaholics which is okay i mean that's just yeah. who they are and so uh, my grandma would babysit us a lot while they were in and out um with my dad being laid off and mom having to go back back to work early and just being around my grandma and my mom and seeing how they handled situations. I mean, any problems or anything. And, and granted as a child at, at eight years old, you don't fully understand the, the ramifications right. of everything, but I saw a joy in them, a peace, uh, an inner strength that they just, any problem, nothing shook them. If I would hear problems at my mom's work, you know, with this doctor or, you know, this coworker or this stressful thing going on at the hospital, um, she just, dug her feet in and stood firm for for God and and just prayed about it and I would see her doing that and my grandma anytime there's a problem it's up 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 we're going to open up the bible and we're going to talk nice. about it and we're going to we're going to see what God says and you know I don't understand this problem but you know what God's going to fix it and we're going to pray about it and we're just going to leave it with him and he's going to make it happen he'll, wow. he'll you know and just seeing those relationships and that inner strength where nothing could just scare them, nothing yeah. could shake them. I wanted that so bad. And so I just remember being eight years old and the pastor having this really cool sermon and just something inside of me went off. And I just, I knew that I did not want to go another moment without having that God inside of me. Yeah. And so I, I remember my grandma walking down with me and holding my hand and, and praying and the pastor trying to break it down really simple. So I understood the decision I was making and, and I did, um, to a degree yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I accepted Christ and, and, uh, it, it got interesting from there. You yeah. know, you think it's interesting before it, right. it the Christian life is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, it, it just Amen. gets, it gets more interesting from there. That's so, um, as I got a little older and, um, I think we kind of have as children, um, you know, where we're told stories about God and, and how, how he uses people and impacts lives. And we yeah. hear about like people like Abraham and Moses and David and Jesus and all, you know, all of them, um, you know, you have this idea that, oh, okay, my life, you know, is perfect now. No problems, you know, yeah. um, box checked. Heaven is is forward and and everything else along the way is just hunky dory and <laughs> I learned really quickly that sins still happened right. <laughs> and um, mistakes still happen um, but the cool thing was is I I had a link I had Jesus that I could go to and ask for forgiveness for those little things the big things it didn't matter and of course the enemy Satan also has <laughs> <That's right. laughs> likes to rear up there um, and try and put us in our place, you know, and, and, uh, my, my struggles didn't end there. Um, as I got to be about 10 years old, um, I started going, you know, we get older, we want to kind of figure out our own way about sure. things. And, uh, whenever we do that, sometimes, um, parents have a hard time letting go. Um, and being in a Christian home, my parents were very caring, but also a little controlling, sometimes I think they went a little overboard while well, I appreciate and love them for who they are. And, sure. and now as an adult, I kind of understand what they were trying to do and I can appreciate that. But just, I think the manner in which some things happened, it made me waver in some things and, and it definitely caused some headbutting situations. Um, I guess a little rebellious, but my rebellion didn't really go from, okay, well, I'm rejecting God. It was just more or less, well, I'm going to listen to Backstreet Boys and right. I'm going <laughs> to, and I'm going to, I'm going to look in fantasy stuff and, right. and, you know, just cause that's who I am. Sure. And, uh, you know, I'm going to study all these different cultures cause I want to understand just God as a whole and overall and in my own way. Um, and just, I want to start making decisions on what I like. I might not like the same things as you, right. you know? And so that kind of led into developing relationships. Um, I had several good friends that 
became Christians out of the deal, but also some some bad influences. And I don't think I would have been as rebellious had my parents and I sat down and talked about it in a little different way than just, well, I don't like your friends and you're not going right. to see them anymore. Right. And then my response was, well, mom, Jesus went out into the darkness. He didn't go out into the light. He, yeah. he went to the, you know, the, the downtrod. He went yeah. to the suffering, the sinners, the, you know. And so it's like, if I'm going to be that example, I'm not going to do that in the light. I want to be in the yeah. dark with them. And these, these people, they're good people. They're good. It's just they're misled or they don't have right. that. I mean, I invited a lot of them to church and some came around and some didn't and there were some that I had no business hanging out with and I now (laughs) now looking back on it there were some mistakes made for sure Um, one or two of those relationships um, led me into some situations that had I listened and been obedient um, I probably wouldn't have found myself um, in some of those toxic bad relationships uh, peer pressure to pushing me to do things I wasn't ready for relationship wise dating um, some of that stuff, it, it, it did things that I wasn't ready for. And I, and I, want, to, I want to make sure that I key on what you just said, because uh, there could be somebody listening right now. It, it, it could be youth listening right now. And you just mentioned peer pressure, peer pressure. I know uh, in youth ministry, we have talked to some of our youth and some of the girls feeling the same thing that, mm-hmm. well, the boys are pressuring us because if we don't have sex with the young boys, mm-hmm. we're, we're no good and they're making fun of them. That's a real, that is as real today as it was when you were a child. And these are the things why we have to speak truth. That's why God is using you as a teacher, right? Because we want to speak truth into these kids. But I wanted to make sure that we key on what you just said because uh, that pressure and, 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 and it impacted your life. You just, mm-hmm. you know, as you stated. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, there's kids out there being impacted today. And what can they learn from you as you continue to share your story? Absolutely. Oh. Um, one thing that I wish somebody would have kind of taken me aside and told me, because let's face it, we don't want to go to our parents and talk to that's this right. stuff. It's awkward enough. Yep. Having the sex talk is awkward enough. You don't yep, want to think about right. your parents, any of that. Um, first, I'll say, ladies, you know, you set the pace for any relationship, especially whether, you know, you're dating somebody, you want to be friends or whatever the case yep. may be. You set that pace. If you are not comfortable doing something, you don't do it. And if they can't respect you in that, then they are not your friend. Amen. And you just need to take that positive choice. Hey, I care about you. I consider you a friend. But hey, this thing that you're doing or asking of me to do, I'm not ready for that. And you can either accept that my answer is this, no, or then we we can't be friends. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I'll pray for you and I still want to talk to you, but, you know, I, I can't. I will not compromise who I am. I have too much respect for myself. Good word. Compromise. Don't mm-hmm. compromise. Good word. Yep. So um, moving on, um, due to those, um, I tried to be in relationship with guys that were older than me because a lot of the guys that were my age, um, I guess I found that they were immature and I was mm-hmm. a pretty mature person, I would say. Um, I wasn't into a lot of the partying or um, drinking or drugs, none of that stuff. Um, and just the idea of participating and then being sick the next day, it just didn't appeal to me. I didn't want to mm-hmm. be sleeping on a bathroom floor and puking my guts out all night long. Right. So, yeah, amen. um, for me, I, I stayed in and I read or I watched TV or I video game play, you know, did, yeah. did more of those interests. Um, but in doing so, um, my life kind of took a turn for the bad because with that peer pressure comes all those negative emotions. I actually struggled, uh, with depression, uh, really early on and I didn't have a lot of really strong friends at the time I like to view it as life kind of gives us a few of those really true awesome yeah, friends that's right. um, and at the time I didn't really have any the one I had didn't go to the same school as me so mm. um, I got made fun of a lot as a kid uh, I was overweight up and down on my weight a lot and I had ADD from an early age so a lot of people made fun of me for different reasons and oh, there's a good Christian girl who doesn't do anything and woo, you know, right. all that. And um, at one point, just with all the fighting with my parents at home and all the negativeness going on at school and, you know, all the peer pressure and depression um, that I fell into, I fell really hard. At one point, uh, I, I actually had tried to commit suicide. 
Um, that was about, I was in the fourth grade, so I was, I guess, 12 or 13, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe if that. And um, I, I actually uh, went through with it. Uh, thank God. Um, he's why I'm still here. I oh. ended up trying to suffocate myself and I passed out and when I did I fell backwards instead of forwards oh. and uh, I started breathing again and so oh. I, I the enemy had convinced me that life would be better without me yeah. and that my parents and everybody would be happier and um, I'm like okay God I just want to come be with you because I'm tired I'm tired of all this negative I'm tired of not um, not being happy and when I came to, I, I kind of felt this presence of the Lord over me. And he's just like, I gave you life. And, you know, you're throwing it away. I have, don't you see, I have so much for you, so much for you. And let me tell you what, if you stay with me and trust me and just keep pressing forward, I am going to show you a life that you've never even seen yet. And it's like, okay, whatever, God, sure. You yeah, know, sure. it's like, I'm here, you know, and it was, we had an, uh, a back and forth relationship there for a while. Cause you know, you're still young. You don't understand everything you think you do, but you really don't. Sure. Now, what to ask you on your, on the, just, just so I, because uh, you were sharing, uh, what was your mother and Valve's reaction to your attempt to suicide? So this was in the nineties. The so there wasn't a lot of the things that are out there today, okay, you know, yeah. like not a lot of help numbers, people you could talk to. Yeah. And unfortunately in that time it, it wasn't really accepted. People didn't talk about it. Right. Um, my mom and them, they're like, Oh, well you're just doing it for attention. And they just kind of shrugged it off. And it's like, no, I'm really not. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. And they're, it was kind of one of those, well, fine, I'll just take you and drop you off at one of those places and I'll be on your record and people are going to think you're crazy. And, mm -hmm. and my mom being a nurse, I was never really allowed to be sick. You know, it just, yeah. or, you know, oh, you're fine. I'm not going to the hospital. Today's my day out. Don't do anything stupid. We're not going to the hospital on my day off. That's just how it was. No. Um, and a lot of it was in good fun. Hey, we're going to go sure. out and have fun. But just in this case... Um, you know, there was a lot going on with my parents and financial stuff. My dad was a carpenter. He got laid off a lot. So there was a lot of financial yeah. struggles all the time. And I think at that time they were dealing with stuff. I don't fully understand what they're, sure. but just, I, I don't think that they realized the seriousness of the situation. Like they didn't understand what was going on at school. Right. We were always fighting. I just thought that they'd be happier without me. And I kind of talked to my doctor a little bit because of my grandma. She yeah. encouraged me. Um, and she's like, don't you ever, I, I would be so sad without you. You know, don't, don't sure. do that. Let's go to God. We're going to pray about it. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to pray about it. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I kind of moved on and some days were good and some days weren't, but eventually things got a little better. I started making decent friends at school and school kind of became an outlet for me where at home, everything was controlled. What I watched, what I read, what I did, where I went, who I hung out with. Um, again, my parents trying to be supportive, but yet I think they just overdid it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of be myself at school where at home I kind of had to conform to what they wanted. And so it was a little hard. Um, and, uh, and again, as I got older, um, God revealed himself in different ways to me. Uh, through music. I really got involved into music. Um, certain shows and things I would watch really impacted me. And, um, you know, eventually things got better. Uh, and then from there, eventually, um, due to those past relationships, I, I really felt guilty and beat myself up a lot about it. It took me, I think, like two years to forgive myself and realize that I am not responsible for other people's actions. Amen. I am only responsible for my own actions Good and word. how I choose to deal with those. And eventually I'm like, you know what? It's okay. It's That's okay. Right. I'm okay. I'm going to be me for me. And if I choose to change anything about myself, it's going to be for me. Um, but I had definitely built up walls. Like I, up until that point I had been praying for who God had for me as a, you know, a husband sure. and things. And I'm like, you know what, God, if guys are only interested in this, then 
you can keep that husband. I'll keep praying for him, but you can right. keep him. I don't want him. You're going to be that for me. And just that's how it's going to be. And I'll just be alone. I'll just be an old spinster and me and yeah, a girlfriend of mine will hang out. And I love it. I'm not really a cat person, but I'm like, I'll have yeah. lots of dogs. It'll be all right. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I mean, I just stopped looking. I stopped dating. I yeah. stopped. Um, I used to like get, I was more girly girl makeup and all that. I just stopped all that stuff. It wasn't worth poking myself in the eye every morning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't so, know. We don't, us men, we don't, uh, we don't have that problem. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of really banked on more of the tomboyish, you know, yeah. I, I wore a lot more baggy clothes and just threw my hair up and whatever. And, um, it was so funny cause the night, whenever I hit freshman year, the night before, um, I met a really good friend of mine who turned out to be my husband mm-hmm. um i had this dream and i was running and i started seeing faces of everybody i knew and um at the end of it i saw his face and he was like down this hill like this lake area and we sat and we talked for i don't know what seemed like forever and then i woke up and i was so bummed because i thought i had made him up i'd never right. met him before <laughs> And I'm just like, God, why can't I ever just meet somebody like that just once? He cared what I had to say. He was a really cool guy. He was handsome. And, you know, he looked past me. It's like he saw the real me. He understood me. And no, no guy I know does that. Anytime I hang out with guys, you know, they only see me as the friend or, you know, you know, my friends, they're more interested in dating my friends. And, you know. I just wish for once they could be real. Well, I went back to sleep, and then that morning I got up, I went into my first hour class, and there he sat, no joke. And I just started laughing to wow. myself. And I kind of just remember looking up to the ceiling like I was looking at God or, you know, my yeah. version of in my head. And I'm like, now you're just showing off. <laughs> and um, I, I just remember walking right up to him like, I'm going to ride this. Sure, why not? Yeah. And, and I, I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Christy, and I've been at this school since kindergarten. I know where everything is. Um, if you need a tour or if you need to know or get anything, I know who you need to talk to, that kind of, <laughs> I'll How show funny. you <laughs> around. Yeah. And, um, from there we became really good friends. Um, but those walls were still up. Yeah. Where were, so, uh, where was your faith at this point uh, as you're going through this? Was it active? Was it kind of like, it was active, but it was kind of like I was keeping God at arm's reach like okay. everybody else. I was still seeking him and like learning about him, but it's like, okay, you know, is I was kind of at a crossroads where, okay, is this God? I mean, I know he's real cause I feel him, but like, is he just what the Bible says or is there so much more to him? Because it's like, I Good hear question. all the time, you know, like from my grandma and all the, you know, how, how this deep meaning relationship with him. Yeah. And for me, it was kind of hard to grasp that and understand that, you know, where I was at on things because it was like I was still trying to experience other things, too, you yeah. know, because that's what I had in my whole time. And it's like, OK, am I choosing God because I was raised to or am I choosing this because I right. really want this for myself? Good question. And God was patient with me. He met me where I was at and he worked with what I gave him. He didn't just force force himself on me. He yeah. allowed me to <laughs> make my mistakes yeah. And he was there to pick me up when I fell and kept going. And he was faithful to me where I was not to him. And that was, I think, the biggest gift he could have given me. And so we became really good friends. And uh, I would say, like, I talked to him about his beliefs. And he kind (laughs) of talked to me about my beliefs. And it was really funny how similar our morales were and how much we talked about different things and we liked a lot of the same things. And um, God used him in my life, even without him being saved, yeah. to yeah. break down a lot of those walls that I had. My self-esteem in myself was not there. Like, it was a lot of show. And I felt like I would wear a mask around people when I wasn't happy. And he saw through all that. Like, <laughs> Well, hold, hold, hold your thought here. Because I, I, I still want to go back to, because I'm still intrigued that you just walked, you had the dream. God gives you a vision, gives you a dream, right? Mm-hmm. You act on, you walk in, there he sits. What was that like for you when, when Christy first approached you? What did you uh, think? Well, what I thought was, okay, I don't know anybody here. This person just walks up and introduces themselves, you know, is, you know, basically saying, okay, I could show you around. I could, you know, do all these things. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> hi, <laughs> you know, and... 
I had no idea who she was, anything. I mean, that was, I love it. you know, because I had like just gotten out of uh, Northwest High School, moved to, you know, this little Grandview High School and, you know, first day there. Small course, school. Yeah, yeah, small little school. I know nobody whatsoever. So it was definitely interesting, you know, to have somebody come up and introduce themselves and be willing to show me around just to, yeah. you know, show me the ropes and, you know, definitely be there. Now, Which, at that time, did you think anything like, uh, wow? Or it was just like, you just... It, not really wow so much as just, okay, this <laughs> is something new, something I'm not used to. Because cool every school I'd been to before, it was all these real big name yeah. high schools, you know, like Northwest High School is a real big you know, yeah. name. Um, but, you know, you wouldn't have somebody walk up, hi, I'm so-and-so. Right. You know, that just didn't happen. It was normally you were there for a week or two before anybody even noticed you. Yeah. You know, wow. and so it was. All God, right? Yes. Okay. Definitely cool. was. It was All interesting. Right. All right, Christy. So what, what, so, so we're from there. Well, um, we hung out from time to time and we had a lot of the same classes. So we would walk or, you know, if I didn't notice him, he, I guess he, he used to say that he would notice me and he'd always like hunt me out in the crowd and he'd walk behind me or whatever. I wouldn't always see him. I, sometimes we joke now. It's like, I think I married my soccer. (laughs) 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 Um, Mm -hmm. We, we became close, and as, yeah. as I had a lot of friends that were upperclassmen as they graduated, because this was freshman year, and yeah. so, like, a lot of my friends that I had had graduated, and then it, it came down to, like, you know, handful to maybe, like, three of us. I remember, like, my our junior year, like, we really got close, because um, it was me, him, and then I had a, a friend that was a, a girl that was really close. Like, we yeah. hung out all the time. And it was funny, too, because he actually lived up the road from me. So we rode even the same bus. Wow. (laughs) And it was so funny. I'll remember like this girlfriend of mine. um, We occasionally we she'd spend the night at my house um, quite often. And one of the days I just remember us having a conversation on the bus. And she's like, so do you like any guys at school? And I'm just like, oh, you know, maybe. Sure. You know, there's one that kind of comes to mind and it kind of threw me for a loop because I never really thought of any of the guys at our school to date. Um, In fact, he was everything on my no list and my guest list, which was funny. (laughs) Every check on both. It was hilarious. (laughs) And um, and so we would we were setting and then he sat directly behind us. So I didn't want to be loud. whatever. You know, I didn't want to show any interest in that area. And so I was trying to be like, yeah, (laughs) loud enough. But I'm like, and my friend just wasn't getting the hint. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, we'll talk about it later, you know, because she was. I'm like, I wasn't gonna say it, right. you know, with him hearing, you know, and I and I thought I was being pretty stealthy, but I guess not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, we we became really close friends, and then our senior year, I think, really developed because he pretty much was my only friend left. Yeah. I mean, I had like acquaintances at school that were friends, but like, good friend. And we actually got close because um, he actually tutored me in drafting. Wow. <laughs> um, I was doing really good in shop, like the wood stuff, and then it went to drafting with the blueprinting, and I yeah. wasn't good at it at math and no. So um, I was asking around, hey, can somebody tutor me because I need to pull this grade up because this teacher's a jerk. <laughs> and uh, and someone's like, oh, hey, you know, you should talk to Jason. You know, you're good friends anyway. He could, He's good at this stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. So um, by then I had my driver's license, and I'm like, hey, um, if I give you a ride home, because I stopped riding the bus at that point, um, if I give you a ride home, will you help me with my drafting homework? And he's like, yeah, sure. We can go to my house. I'm like, cool, because my house is my brother. Right. And yeah, no. Um, so we ended up going to his house. Unbeknownst to me, his parents were not home yet. <laughs> his parents didn't get home until an hour after he got off. And I didn't know wow. that. Had I known, would not have been there alone with him. Right. <laughs> And so, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything. We're literally just doing homework. That's right. it. And so we got really close to that. And, and God started giving me opportunities to kind of witness a little bit to him. And uh, we got really close. And I started wanting to potentially date him. And I kept dropping hints. And he was sending all kinds of mixed signals. Half the time he was interested and the other half he wasn't. And at that point, he wanted to join the military. And... He 
made it very clear that he was going to go in and didn't want to be dating anybody when he did, didn't want to leave anybody behind. And so I was... <laughs> Bummed? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, there must be something wrong with me. Because um, people don't affect me like he is. Right. And by then, those walls had started to break and crumble and come down. And it actually took... <laughs> um, it actually took... Our senior year, we were the ones that had A's and good grades could graduate two weeks early. And it, so we had um, took our four-wheelers to my grandma's and we were riding around. And I actually had an accident where uh, my four-wheeler had hit another four-wheeler and I had gone over the handlebars Ooh. and my helmet actually had broken and flew off. So I hit the ground without any protection. Wow. And... Um, managed to knock my front teeth out and the four-wheeler had flipped to where it had landed on my legs. Um, thank God it was the padding and not the hot underside. Yeah, and right. I just remember kind of coming to and seeing him off in the distance, jumping off his, running over, coming over and just hurling that thing off me. Wow. And um, I guess he had this look like he thought I was dead or something. And uh, he went with me to four different dentist offices two four that day um see so yeah, i do think it was yeah it was four different dentist office because after seeing her crash right the only thing that went through my mind was oh my god what just happened is she okay and i do right. remember hopping off like i literally just let go of the forklift it kept on going without me and i ran over and i don't know where i got the strength or anything from but i just grabbed the handlebars of that that four-wheeler threw that off because I thought, okay, it landed on her, yeah. the engine's on wow. her legs, you know. And, yeah, so we, you know, we got her to sit up after a little while, and then that's when we noticed that, you know, the front teeth were wow, not, like, fully knocked out, but definitely, like, knocked back in a wow. way that they shouldn't be. Most of them were missing. I think I had, like, a little shard of one left, and it had been bent down enough where I couldn't close my jaw. So, wow. it was a rough rough day yeah. and I think at one point my dad um, once we got home and I was very much medicated <laughs> um, my dad kind of pulled me aside he's like what is up with you and this guy and I'm like what? he's like is he the reason you had an accident did you get distracted I'm like no dad that's not what happened and he's just like well let me tell you what I'm like I think he's into you I'm like dad he's joined the military he's made it abundantly clear yeah. <laughs> he's not I've hint dropped asked all that fun stuff and this is what i get he's like i call shenanigans oh, how funny. <laughs> he's like honey mm -hmm. if a guy was like that he would run from this whole situation he stayed with you the entire time yeah. and i and i kind of thought about it and I, I remember seeing this look on his face for like a minute before it went back to the good friend right <laughs> well let's take let's move forward use the timing but sure so now jason isn't saved yet Mm -hmm. You you are mm -hmm. you're witnessing to him. Mm -hmm. At what point did did uh, at what point did his life uh, did he turn his life over to Christ? What at what point did you make that decision that you know because you had promised God that's what you shared earlier. Right? Yes. You said, okay. Hey. So. so at what point and uh, uh, yeah. Let me let me back up just a hair. Okay. So um, before that point had happened, um, God and me had a situation where he really got my attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it broke through that arm's reach that I had kind of been in where it's like, okay, God, I'll, I'll trust you and I'll still read and I'll go to church, but I'm still kind of feeling this out and searching this relationship out with you. Yeah. And one of the friends, not Jason, that I had been hanging out with, um, who is one of the bad ones that my mom just kept telling me, I don't like him, something about him. And I'm like, oh mom, you're just being overprotective. Um, we would hang out from time to time and he was that bad influence for sure. Like they, he, they would do all kinds of crazy things and we ended up hanging out one night and by this point he was interested in trying to date me and I'm like, no, been down that road. Don't want to date right. anybody older than me. Bad, bad, bad. You're my friend. But I swear if you take advantage of giving me a ride to this class that we're taking, I was taking an extra thing at uh, mm -hmm. Jeffco college. Um, you know, it's over cause I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Sure. And this particular night he totally took advantage we blew off the class to hang out and he kept asking me out and the conversations went into very awkward things that I didn't want to mm -hmm. talk about. And then at some point, I think it was like 10 ish at night and he's like, Hey, let's go hang out in a graveyard. We'll talk and make out. And I'm like, no, you smoke, 
Ew, that's like kissing an ashtray. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Dude, you're like my brother. No, Um, just take me home. And I just remember, um, so at at the time I had read this book by Frank Peretti. It's called Piercing the Darkness and This Present Darkness. And it talks about angels and demons and spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. and people doing like a lot of that new age stuff where they're astro projecting and Mm -hmm. spirit guide stuff. And it talked about people being possessed in these books. And this friend right at that moment um, described down to the very feeling what that was like and to actually be possessed by something. And I just remember looking over and he had this look on his face and his eyes and it scared me. Like it was not my friend, like something was going on. Like at that point, I just remember going, Lord, if you get me home tonight safe, I will never see this person again. I will be in church the next day and I will do whatever you want me to do the rest wow. of my life. Wow. The, the, just get me home safe. And so I did. He did. I'm like, you either take me home or you pull off and you leave me here and I will call my father to come get me because we're done. Yeah. And I remember running into the house when I got home. And the minute I got in there, I'm like, dad, where's mom? And he's like, I think she's in the, in the bedroom. And so I, I remember running there. And the minute I got there, the fear of what could have happened and everything just shook my inner core and I like f- collapsed. Like I couldn't walk anymore. I started dry heaving. I couldn't breathe. Wow. It, I mean, it just being around that, I just felt the evil presence mm-hmm. in that car with that guy. And, um, it, it, a part of me thought, okay, yeah, angels and demons. Sure. But mm-hmm. after that moment, it's like, oh my gosh, this is more than just, it's real. It's there. Yeah. And so because of that experience, um, I committed myself to God. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to follow through with what I said. I'm going to get to know you. I don't want to ever be in that situation again. Mm -hmm. And you tell me in your word that you protect us and you give us the power with your armor and, and you know, your word is our weapon. And I wanted to know everything in and out and okay, God, you got my attention, you know? And so from there, to the senior year where we currently were with Jason. Um, and ironically, he talked to me the next day about that because I was really quiet, like with all that, you know, still lamenting. He, God actually woke him up and he had this urge to pray for me. And he wasn't even saved at the time wow. or anything, but he just, he knew that I was in trouble, like in danger. Yeah. And come to find out that guy was like into witchcraft and all that other stuff yeah. too. So, I mean, it was just a lot a lot could have happened and didn't yeah so anyway i had committed myself to god and then jumping ahead to what you're talking about so senior year um right after my accident uh we had graduated and then i just got my teeth fixed thank god (laughs) um and we started talking and i'm like man i'm really gonna miss you you know i can't believe you gotta leave in like two months or something and i'm like you know what no i'm not gonna play this you know, where I'm just going to let you go and all this stuff. I just had this sudden urge just to be bold and be like, you know what? Okay. I really care about you. I like you and I really care about you. And I care about you more than a friend. It's like, I don't, I don't know what it is about you, but just there's something about you that I, I just feel connected to. And I would like to date you. I want to be with you. I want to, I want to pray for you when you're gone and I want to do this stuff. But I know that you don't. So what do you feel? Like, I mean, I have to know where you stand on that. And um, eventually he admitted, okay, yeah, crap. You saw through my facade. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, we got to talking about it. I'm like, okay, if I date you, um, which is kind of going against the rules because you're not a Christian. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a deal with you. Okay. I will date you for a year. And in that year, since you're not saved and you don't know what you believe, you have that whole year we're dating to search and see what you believe, whether it's Christian, whether it's not just, you have to know what you believe. You have to believe in something in this life. And a year from now, I'm going to ask you these same questions. And if you don't have an answer, then I have to break up with you because the man I'm going to be with is going to be so in love with God and the spiritual leader of the home and the guide for me and you not being that you not having God in your life you can't be that person and I'm not going to waste time dating people unless marriage will be a thing and I cannot marry you like that yeah 
and he re- he's like okay and he agreed so we dated we dated for two months um and then he left he went into boot camp so for a majority of that year he was gone yep. so it gave him the opportunity to be searching we still talked about the bible off and on and i before he left i actually got together with my family and we bought a bible for him and I went to all my family members because I knew that about that time, this was like way after September 11th and people were going to Iraq and things could happen. Yeah. And I wanted to send him with encouragement that if he gets in a bad situation, he could have something to cling to. Yeah. And so I went through and Very I cool. highlighted different scriptures for myself that were important that God had gave me comfort to. I talked with my grandma had her highlight some stuff. I talked to my parents. And by then, my families were getting together because it was just before December. And so we all, like, highlighted different things that they thought would help him. And so I gave him that with um, my senior picture in there saying, you know, hey, I'll watch and wait yeah, for you and all nice. that. Mm-hmm. And so I presented that to him. And then he went and I, I, I wrote him, I don't know how many letters, because um, when you're in boot camp, you can't use the phone yep. at all. So I must have wrote him a letter sometimes two every day things getting hectic I was a little nervous because with him gone I didn't really have a buffer between my parents anymore and things had gotten a lot worse arguments and things it got to a point where I think I had like two jobs graduating high school I was kind of attending college but mainly just working like I took a year off and then I I went to school um not because I needed the money but just because I did not want to be at home like I literally worked until I would come home and sleep. I wouldn't even eat there. I would literally shower yeah. and sleep there just because it was it was a very verbally negative, um, me and my dad. Anyway, um, so once that happened, uh, he got out, or I should say he completed boot camp and went on, and about a year later he came back home for a visit, and uh, he decided to come with me and my family to the lake which I laughed because he couldn't swim <laughs> very well at oh all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I promised I would teach him how to swim. And whenever he got there, he had these little military issue shorts that were far too short. <laughs> I know, you, yes. <laughs> and, I know and those. I yes, took one yes. look and I'm like, oh Lord, I covered my eyes. I'm like, we cannot do that. We're going to take you to Walmart and get you some trunks because I funny. cannot look at you like that. No, I have enough problems and temptations enough. I don't need to see that. Right. So we did that and we worked on swimming and then I remember later on that night, we actually sat down at a picnic table and we just started talking under the stars because we used to have a lot of our conversations yeah. out night under his under the stars and God's glory. And um, I asked him those same questions. I didn't hesitate. And I had got the same answers of, I don't know. And it killed me inside because he was the only good thing I had yeah. at that other than God. God was good, but just all the negative and all the nervousness and just everything that I was dealing with personally going on and my own struggles. And I could just feel God saying, you have to follow through. And I'm like, God, but I really, really like this guy. You gave me a good guy, even though, and I'm like, God, I know what I need to do, but I don't want to because right. <laughs> I don't want to lose what I have because I really care about him. And if I break up with him, I'm probably going to even lose him as a friend because these things don't just work right. out. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm trusting you. I, you know, I, I made mistakes where I didn't trust you and, and got into problems. I'm going to trust you. Okay. So I was going to break up with him in person because I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to do that over the phone. I think that's the coward way. And he would not allow me to. Every time I tried to, he interrupted me or he kissed me or something. Uh, So he got through his whole visit and went back and I gave him a day to settle back in. And I'm like, Lord, you need to give me the strength to do this because I'm, I'm wanting to back out and I can't because I, my word is true. Just like your word is true. Yeah. And all these songs kept playing. Like, I think there was a Zoe girl song that talked about breaking up with somebody because I have to let him go because I can't be with him unless he loves you too. Like that whole, like, Lord, I get the message. And so that night I called him and I told him that, Hey, um, I got to get right with God. Um, I've seen what unequally yoking does. Um, my grandparents, The grandma whom I love very much, um, she got saved after marriage and my grandfather is not saved. And I've seen that destructive, implosive situation. I didn't want that. And I'm like, you know, we've talked about this and 
I have to break up with you because I have to get right with God. Yeah. Me doing me dating you right now is making me choose between you and God and I can't do it. Yeah. So I still want to be friends with you. I care about you, but I can't be with you. I can't because what do you see out That's of right. us? And he's like, well, I want to be married. And I'm like, I can't be married with you. And I told him the same thing of, you know, my husband has to be the spiritual leader in my home. I want him to love the Lord with all of his heart and then yeah, me. And that's, right. that's not right now. And that, that can't be you. So, you know, yeah. um, you got to figure out what you believe. I still want to be your friend, but I can't be your girlfriend. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me at the time, he wasn't alone when he answered this call. So he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. No problem. All right. Bye. Click. And I'm like, I'm like bawling my eyes out and pouring my heart out All and tender. yeah. And, and just, I get that dismissive, you know, note in his voice. And I'm just like, Oh my God, did I overlook this? Did I? And yeah. So I'll let him yeah, kind of fill in. Well, just to fill in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever she did make that phone call, I was actually heading home from, you know, from work basically. So I had a buddy of mine in the vehicle oh with my. me. Yeah, and I didn't have it on speaker or anything. So, yeah, she makes this phone call, and it's like, okay, great. It's like, I can't really, you know, say everything I want to, whatnot, because, you know, I got this buddy, buddy in the, in the <laughs> yeah, because I got this buddy in the vehicle with me. And so it wasn't until I actually got back to the barracks, I ended up bawling my eyes out and just breaking down, you know, my own little room, everything that I had at the time. And you didn't yeah. know this. No. no. He called me the next day. Oh my God. And he's just like, why? I have to know why. Like you, And so I'm like, I told you. He's like, no. I know you love me. What's going on? And I'm like, babe, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Yeah. And you knew that dating me. You knew that being my friend. And me dating you is causing this friction, this, this pull where I'm having to choose between you and God. And I can't do it. Yeah. He's my God. And Jesus is my Savior. And I... I cannot be what you want me to be. Right. You know, I cannot marry you and be a wife to you and, and, and do all this, you know, cause yeah. I'm sinning against God and I can't do it. And, and I still want to be your friend, but I just can't. And I kind of got into more detail. It was a big long spiel. Yeah. We we're both crying at that point. I'm like, I still care and I want to be your friend. And if you want to read the word, I'll, I'll show you scriptures and whatever, yeah. and we can do so, studies. So because of time, we're running short here. Yeah. You mm -hmm. end up giving your life to Jesus Christ. Yes, mm -hmm. I did. You become husband and wife. Mm -hmm. You end up stationed over in Italy. Uh, and we're going to have to bring you back to, to do all this because I really want you to take about three minutes because I'm going to move you way forward now. Sure. You get married. You do this. You end up in Scott City, Missouri. You end up our neighbor. And then you come into this church. And now you're an assistant teacher for our kids, for our kids' church. And I just want to share because I, uh, and, and then what do you want to share with somebody that's listening in? And if you could take five minutes because that's about all we got left here. Sure. And we're going to have to bring you back to fill in some blanks here because it's a great story. But I, what I love, because what I hear is, here's somebody, if you're listening, and you're in that same position, but I want you to hear somebody that did not compromise. She, she held steadfast to her faith, even though she made that promise to God earlier, and what did God do? God turns around, throws that right back on her plate, and, and you heard her say, but God, but I want this, but Lord, you told me. So here it is when you come to right faith, that deep faith that when God, when you make that promise that you're yes, be yes, and look what happened. Look what came around full circle. She married this man that she said she fell in love with, and here they are today. So, but I want you to share about, you know, what does it mean for you in this, in, in, as far as the kids and what God is doing in your life, and, and then we're gonna have to wrap it up and I bring you for back. For sure. So, um, I actually um, didn't want to be a teacher. Whenever I, s that was part of the issue that I was going through. You know, my own inner turmoils, not just with Jason, but breaking up with him but just at that point I realized that God's purpose for me was to be a teacher and to teach his word to kids and and women and youth yeah. and couples and um well maybe not the couples yet I wasn't there yet but um definitely like kids and youth and I'm like God I don't want to do hello I think you got the wrong person <laughs> um it's one thing to help but it's a whole nother thing to be a teacher in your own right and I know that the word says that if you cause somebody to stumble right. and teach them incorrectly That's right. um, and push them away that it's better off to not be born and all that that the scripture talks about and I'm like God that's a lot of responsibility I get things mixed up all the time I make tons of mistakes in my own right I don't have the right of teaching anybody else 
And I actually was Jonah. I pulled a Jonah and ran as far away from that as I could. (laughs) And let me tell you what, when God sends that whale, you don't see it coming and you are stuck (laughs) there. (laughs) And anyway, um, eventually even through all my fighting and repeatedly asking God to change his mind, he didn't, he stayed strong. Nope. I I got you. You're going to be this teacher and you're going to do this in my name. Okay, God. Um, so I ended up, he ended up, when we went to Sicily, Italy, um, I ended up helping in a church and he put me, um, in a teaching position, whether I wanted it or not, I was stuck there. (laughs) Um, I volunteered and they're like, Oh, we need this. You know, you know, I'm like, I'll do whatever you need. I'll help assist anywhere. Oh, well we need a teacher for this department. We don't have anybody. So it's you. And so from there on, God gave me a passion to teaching that I never knew I had. And just, I guess an aspect and outlook. And so through that, I learned to say, yes, okay, God. And so when I came here, I had some experience and I guess I look at things differently than most people do. I chase rabbits in my own head to understand things. Mm -hmm. And so here I get that opportunity and I love watching young minds teaching these kids. And I learn as much from them as they learn from me. Um, But seeing as you're telling the story and it comes alive to them in different ways and just seeing the lights behind their eyes come on and just that aha moment is so awesome. And so it's a pleasure and a privilege to get to do that here. And then to top it all off where I'm at here, um, I've had the joy and privilege to be discipled through you, through this church, through Sandy, your lovely bride. (laughs) And... um, we're very similar, I think. Yeah. And, um, it's just been an awesome experience. I've never felt so fed before. It's like, I, I feel like the discipleship, it's like building on the base groundwork that you have as a yeah, Christian. Right. When you're new and learning things, you have that foundation that you build with God, learning the basics. And it's like that. But then when you know those basics, it's like a deeper yeah. connection. It's like, you're seeing more you're getting to see God in a whole new light. You're getting to see aspects of him and his face and who he is and who he is to you and who you are to him. And it's like um, different studies I've done. Um, Patricia Shire, I think her name is. She does The Armor of God. It's an amazing study if you haven't done it. She was an actress in War Room. Awesome movie. Um, and she talks about the armor, how we use it in battle against our enemy in Ephesians, but also like with that armor and who we are through God, we have an inheritance through him and what all those things mean and what that inheritance is that we get through him. We get more than just armor through him being a daughter of the King. Well, one of the things that that I want to key on that you said that's really important is that discipleship. Think about Sure. Think about uh, all of us. The three of us are sitting here. We all went to kindergarten. We all got the little books. We mm-hmm. all start, you know, in kindergarten, we didn't get algebra. Mm-mm. We didn't no. We didn't get the history of America or world history. We had to wait until we were up in certain grades, right? We had to go through arithmetic, and then I think it was called something else, and then it was called algebra, and then whatever else with trigonometry. But see, in church, what happens? You walk in, and if you have no biblical education, no, no nothing, Basically, you're jumping into trigonometry because that's what you hear, you're preaching. Well, I was there. I didn't understand anything that the preacher was preaching. So you're, it was key. So somebody that's listening right now, why discipleship? First, because it's biblical. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, go and make disciples. It is biblical. It's no gray area. He says, go do it. Why? Because of everything that Christy was just sharing, it can go back to discipleship, having that deep roots. But see... God already gave you something instinctively in your relationship. You knew not to compromise your desire to be hungry. And you said it more than once about yes. So uh, for me listening, you know, I get to be at that 30,000 foot view of hear you and say, I said, yes, I said, yes. And you said when you said no, it wasn't to God. It was to situations and circumstances that were in your life. So while you were saying no to him, you were still saying yes to God. Mm -hmm. And for somebody listening in, that's really important, especially a female that's listening in right now that may feel like she's being compromised. Maybe she is feeling pressured. Maybe she's a brand new believer and and she wants to have what you just said. And the only way they're going to get that is through discipleship. And if you're in a church that doesn't have it, go find a church that has it because it 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 is mandated. It is the Great Commission. 
and that Jesus did that. Think about it. If he did it for his 12, why wouldn't we use that model in the church? We don't have to read 1,400 other books. It is right there. It says, go make disciples. How you do that? You do it through the word of God. It starts reading the gospels. So uh, as we wrap it up here, I just want you to, what would be that last thought? Um, and again, if you, somebody's listening right now and you have not given your life over to Jesus Christ, you can call us at 573-212-4100. That's 573-212-4100. Give me a call. I would love to speak to you. If you'd love to speak to Christy, give me that number and I will have her call you. She can touch base with you, maybe send her an email. Again, that 573-212-4100. So uh, as we wrap it up, Christy, I'd like for you to share your last thoughts and then uh, why don't you close us in prayer? For sure. Um, for anybody listening that might feel like, okay, yeah, sure, it's easy for you to say all this stuff. You grew up with it or this or that. Um, life is tough. Yeah. There's there's so many pains and struggles, and even more so now than when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, kids today and, and youth and, and even adults have way more access to things. It's, it's yeah. coming at us through our phones, through everything, and just it's overwhelming. And I just want to say that through everything, I mean, I have had my share of struggles and pain, you know, suicide, depression, um, miscarriages, abuse, uh, all these things, um, God has brought me through and he has sustained me and he has comforted me in a way that I could not have experienced any other way. And without him, I'm, I, I could, I would not be sitting here. I, I can honestly tell you that he provides such a comfort that is indescribable. It's just, even when I'm angry or sad, I will go and have a conversation with God. God, I'm angry. I'm angry at this. I'm angry at that. This is going on. That's going yeah. on. Why would you allow this situation or why did you let the enemy get me here? Or how come you didn't show me this snare? I thought I was being obedient to you all these things and feelings of anger and frustration and depression and not good enough. God loves you. He loves you and you are good enough. You are worthy. Do not let the enemy tell you anything different. God is there for you through the hardship, through the struggles, through the pain. He knows everything about you and he wants to be that for you. So I just want to encourage one person to another. If he can do it for me, he can do it for anyone. Amen. Why don't you pray us out and for that person that's listening in. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we come before you now. Um, I just want to thank you for this privilege to get to share who you are to me with so many different people, God. And I pray for all those out there who are struggling, man, woman, child, anybody that's listening or even not listening, God. I pray that you help them through any hardship or struggle and just provide a comfort, Lord. Be real to them. Just take them in your loving arms, Lord, and give them a peace that they have never had before. And just give them just that rest, Lord, that you give us, that peace and and that passes all understanding, God. I pray for those of us who are going through things, those of us who are suffering and struggling, Lord, um, those overseas, Lord, that are having hard times with their countries. I pray for our military, Lord, who are just in the battlefield constantly, Lord. I pray that you provide protection, provision. I pray for the women in in our church, Lord, the Bible study groups and the men in our church, Lord, that you continue to help them be strong men for you and the ladies that are in our study, God. I pray that you give them strength and protection and provision, Lord. I pray for the children, our next generation, God, that they will come to know you and be bold for you, and give them a hunger and desire to serve you. Guide their steps as they grow up, Lord, to be leaders, to be teachers, to be people in our government, Lord. And just any jobs that you have for them, Lord, I pray that they they come to have a hunger for you like no other, that we can set ablaze what's growing. And just I pray that the church, Lord, continues to be bold and, and strong for you, to be unapologetic, to be bold in a time that is this, such a time as this, Lord, is crucial. As things change and the enemy rises, Lord, we need to fall back to you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey, I want to thank Christy and Jason for joining us today. We'll have them back to fill in the blanks. There's a lot more to their story that you really need to hear. 
So, hey, have a good night, everyone, and just remember just how much Jesus loves you. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Lenz.